everybody and welcome to Encore at the House of Mario. I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me is my good mate Bryce DeWitt. Bryce, it's good to have you here my friend. Much shorter intro in comparison to our usual one. Yes, yes, it's straight to the point because this episode is our review discussion for Pokemon Legends Mm -hmm. Arceus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to be doing hopefully a few more of these as the year goes on discussing the big releases come to Nintendo yeah, Switch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good just to talk about games instead of uh, all the other bullshit that goes on in the games industry from time to time. Yeah. Just and specifically about a game. Yeah, a game. A game. And it's a very fun game at that, I think. It's, a, it's, it's definitely something I've been looking forward to for, you know, a long time. Sort this of is it. like the Pokemon fan's dream. Yeah. Big open world, well, open world, I say that with quotation marks, Pokemon game. That, um, you got some big dioramas to run around in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, kids love dioramas. I love making dioramas. I made a really cool one of a pool once. You Ooh. can use the, the cellophane to like you know do the fishes and stuff underneath. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> it must have been just uh, really going back to my uh, kid memories because I said fishes. Fishes. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Fishes. Fishes. Fishies. Fishies. Mm. Mummy, daddy, where are the fishies? I can't even blame my kid for uh, putting that into me because he can't even talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a child at heart. I am. I oh am. my God. That's why I'm reviewing Pokemon at age 37. No, no. I'm 27. I'm not 37. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Agnew hits uh, the scene. Look at him go. He's falling apart, falling apart. So... <laughs> I guess this is our first sort of review discussion in this format. Obviously, we have big, long discussions on the normal show, but thought we might break it out so people can find it later on. So it's not just like put in the news with NFTs and God knows what the fuck happened this week. You know? Uh-huh. Just yeah, don't even talk about it. Yeah. NFTs, no fucking thanks. No yeah. fucking thanks. Yeah, that's right. Nah. So, Bryce, what did you think of Pokemon Legends Arceus? It's been about a month since the game came out. We've had lots of time to play it. I've put in about, I don't know, is it 80 hours or something? I think it's an 8.5. Yeah. An 8.5. All right. So review scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing to discuss. We didn't talk. Do you want to do review scores? I mean, like, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say anything could be hunkered down as definitive, but personally for me, it was an 8.5. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Was I was thinking about like a, what would I put on it if I had to do a score? I'd probably put an 8 on it. Personally, yeah. and like you know, that's that's a great game. There's absolutely that's not a bad score. I know some people might be like ten out of ten, or it's a, a bad game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I it's definitely a fantastic sort of take on the Pokemon formula, and it just enhances it pretty much in mostly every way. There's a couple of things missing from this game, but you know, f- for what this is, especially, I think it nails it quite well. Yeah, absolutely. Like this game is one hundred percent just. Uh, Fucking the Pokemon Safari, but a, a video game. Yeah. It's 100% what it is. All right. It's like taking the Safari Zone in red, blue, and basically just <laughs> <laughs> screw it right out there. You yeah. know, squash it on the ground like tomatoes, big open areas. Um, and, you know, you, you've got a couple of, you've got a couple ways to go about it. You can bait your Pokemon into catching them. You can just throw a bowl at them. And, you mm. know, in, in some occasions, you'll probably battle them. But 90% of the time, I think most people aim to go for that non-battle catch because, one, it's faster, and two, it's probably a bit more satisfying and less risky. Yep. Um, I think... Uh, I think, the f- like, what it does what it does for the formula is actually very positive in a lot of ways. Um, uh, it definitely lacks in some areas where it 
probably could sort of expand on a bit more. So I'm kind of hoping that, and like this, this review discussion is being recorded after Daybreak's release. So um, I'm kind of hoping that maybe there'll be a little bit more, a bit more substance added to it over time. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't get a full experience now. I think it's pretty good right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like my uh, sort of expectations going into it, a lot of people were talking about the initial trailer where like, you know, the frame rate was looking quite bad on a lot of the Pokemon. But just going into it, I was like, as long as I get to run around in a at least semi-interesting landscape mm-hmm. and just throw balls at Pokemon, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, that's that's what you want. <laughs> that's the video. And man. not that I went into it with like real low expectations. I, I have quite high expectations when it you know, comes to Pokemon and some ways the games always deliver and other ways they don't necessarily deliver. But yeah, yeah. going into this, I was actually generally surprised of how, how well they sort of got that um, sort of sense of exploration from you. Like... You, you can look at the world and be like, all right, it is a bit empty, but just actually having like the Pokemon in their own little uh, habitats and being able to come across them, like alpha Pokemon, like the first one you come across personally for me was um, Rapidash. And the first ones are like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or one of, maybe a Luxio if you go the other path, if you go to the right when you start off. And I remember just like, just be like, oh shit, just like running away. And I'm like, I had that experience in you know Breath of the Wild for the, like for the first time when I got my Switch, yeah, just yeah, seeing yeah. an enemy and not being able to necessarily deal with it, and just breaking out and just having to bail from the situation. Yeah, yeah, it's got that um, it's got that power creep formula where um, you know things are hard at first. Like it, it's not comparable to something like even just like recently recently released Elden Ring, for example, where it's just like the game is always going to you know, throw things at you that's ridiculously hard. There is, a, there is a point in time where the game becomes, like, sequentially so much easier, but you have to climb there and you actually have to put in the work to get to that point. And, like, Zelda is, uh, well, Breath of the Wild specifically, I should say, is infamous for being that. Um, you know, you start off with some really crappy gear and you progress yourself through exploration and discovery and get better stuff sort of as you go on go on sort of thing and it's very much a similar situation with this right is like the more you climb and the more you the more effort you put in um not only just like the quicker you'll get there but the the heights you get to are you know pretty crazy you just you know you go from catching just a uh level two weasel and being scared shitless by level 40 (laughs) alpha rapidash and then like by the end of the game, you're like facing off against hordes of alphas trying to catch like, yeah, you know, just 70 to 80 level alphas and, you know, uh, trying to really, you could be going for an alpha dex or you could just be doing it for, you know, the sake of having an alpha Pokemon in your team or whatever. But, um, you know, I think uh, it does that progression system very well, uh, much like Breath of the Wild did. I think there is very obvious ways that you can power creep the system harder like you could in breath of the wild as well like you know you could sneak on top of a moblin and grab it's all its good gear for example like at the very start of the game or you know in legends Arce- Ar- arceus's case i guess you could um, i hate i hate I yeah hate the discussion going around the world uh, uh, us, us in australia really have to like think about it like uh, we just naturally want to go ah so what no no the world has to think about it at the moment because there's many multiple forms of media in pokemon where they're like arceus and then there's many forms that are say that say arceus even in detective pikachu fucking ryan reynolds is like scratching himself and he's like oh sweet lord jesus arceus that feels good 
mm. says Arceus. And then like in um, one of the Pokedex, Pokedex apps, I think it says Arceus. And then in other places like Pokemon Arceus. And it's, yep. it's like, mm, yeah. We can agree it's not Arceus. No. no. <laughs> it's either Arceus or Arceus. Um, but I'm, I'm an Arceus guy. Anyway. <laughs> You'll uh, you'll hear me switch between them, I suppose. But uh, my point is, mm-hmm. is um, I, I suppose finishing off that point is that um, you can do the same thing in this game too. You know, you can catch yourself some alphas, like you can battle down some alphas and pick them up, and ultimately that's going to benefit you in in a hell of a lot of ways against your future challenges that will probably you know power creep you up. But you have to seek that out yourself, and you have to put yourself up to that challenge to to get that alpha or what have you. And I think that's uh, a good thing. Yeah, I mean, just like the the formula of just coming across something and wanting it. That's that's something you don't really experience much in games. I feel no. like like in Monster Hunter or Zelda, you want the gear from the particular thing, so you want to kill it. But in this game, you're like, I want that I want monster, that thing. Yeah, yeah, like you want that Pokemon to join yeah. your team. Yeah. So I actually make it's very much based on finding the Pokemon that gives you the exploration. It's not necessarily like the quests and that. They're all you know fairly run of the mill. Uh, world building, most yep. part. There's a couple of interesting ones in there, like the shiny quests and stuff. Yep. But apart from that, it is, you know, it is very much your own story rather than the story the game tells you. And I think just jumping into the story itself, it's it, it's it's fine. It's serviceable. It, it kept me along for the ride, mm-hmm. but it didn't necessarily deliver the lore that I wanted it to. Like going back to like Husui having like an ancient Sinnoh, I wish they went more into it sort of had a lot of sort of questions left unanswered, but what do you think of, I think, think of that? I think there's a lot of subtlety in, and it's like Breath of the Wild was the same. There's a lot of subtlety in the environments and stuff like that where you're kind of just like, mm. oh, this place is like this place in Diamond and Pearl and like, you know, this place is, oh, yes, yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing. I think, I think it's really good. But I think um, there's, while they touched a lot on like, uh, the origins of particular things in like Diamond and Pearl or the, you know, you get like the Temple of Sinnoh and um, the Red Chain. Like, I think, I think relatively like the actual mainstay plot of Diamond and Pearl is already just sort of in there in a different context. Yeah. yeah. Of, of when it comes to the legendary Pokemon, it's pretty much the same. So it doesn't really change. Um, but I think the thing that's sort of, that's really getting my goat at the moment, and we've had discussions about this in, uh, on, during the Pokemon Presents that mm-hmm. happened just recently as well. But um, I, w- I was genuinely surprised that they announced Gen 9 because I thought they were going to go a bit further with it. And I thought Law was a good push for that because, um, you know, you had uh, the um, obvious uh, sort of like uh, Sinnoh and Johto connection. That's that's a huge thing, like the Sinjo ruins and stuff like that. Now... Does that necessarily think I was going to be like, well, you're going to add in Johto as well? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. But there is there is little lore things there, and especially connecting back to like Regigigas and and stuff like that. They made pertinent points of Regigigas being in the game. You go catch Regigigas if you want, but you don't have to go catch the regular Regis, you know, those sort of things. So maybe they could have like put in on that somewhere and sort of did something with that and. Um, there's there's like a lot of landmarks in the game that have a lot of explanation leading to them, but never really actually pushing f- through it. And I feel like that they could have talked more. Then obviously you've got the Diamond and Pearl clans, which have um, a lot of interesting characters as well. And 
I think like most of them are pretty well laid out. I think they're really good. And I think like the inclusion of Ingo is really interesting and stuff like that as well. Um, but that that's also something they could expand on there. I mean, why the fuck was Ingo there? How the hell did he end up there? Because uh, he's a previous character from other Pokemon games. And um, I think like there's a lot of stuff that they could have realistically done. And I think that they could have done with, um, e- even if it wasn't just in the base game, but just with an expansion um, to the game, uh, adding like one or two new areas and giving us a bit more of an insight. Um, but they're not doing that. They're going straight to generation nine. So, so I definitely feel that is like um, in the base game. Yeah. I, I probably would have sort of understood it, but now it just, it just feels like there's definitely nothing more coming after this. And uh, which I think is why we're just going to have this review discussion now, because until they decide either to announce that this is, this is sort of the end of it or, maybe they will do an expansion for some weird reason after generation nine is released then. Yeah. But mm. like, I, I, I definitely feel it. Yeah. yeah. I, f- I felt like the story was interesting, like having the two different clans and having mm. them having different ideologies and, you know, having like, I guess a bit of beef with each other for years and years and mm-hmm. the hatred sort of just ingrained in them and how uh, it relates back to like your clan and, how they're wanting to move things forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously by the end, like we, we all know that Palky and Diagla are a thing from, uh, you know, the original games and the remakes. So we know that they're both right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because we're from the future. We know everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously we got a bigger power in which they believe is called Sinnoh this entire time and it's and it's not. It's obviously Arceus. Uh, <laughs> it's Arceus. It's Arceus. <laughs> um, Arceus. Arceus. Um, but, uh, you know, I think like sort of, sort of going back into, in, into the clan as well, like the good thing about the clans are their ancestry. And there's, there's a lot of characters there that show a lot of ancestry, whether it be between the diamond pearl or galaxy team. Um, there's a lot of ancestry there that sort of dates back. Some of it's really strange ancestry. Like you kind of like, um, like Ares and Mars, for example, like, you know, I, I was like, I was like fully expecting like going through the story. I'm like, Ares is just going to be evil, right? Like you would think so, but mm. no, no, it's not. Turns out she's actually pretty, pretty innocent. One of the purest characters in the, in the cast realistically. Yeah. And Mars in the future is just some evil turd. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's just an evil turd. And like that ancestry really shows off. Cause it's like, what happened in the generations between that, the lead from like a being such a, such a chilled out and kindful, kind, caring person to uh, Mars becoming the leader of an evil team. What the hell happened in between there? <laughs> like, whoa. Um, yeah. There's definitely some questions. Like, I, I guess just before we go on, let's just turn spoilers on for anyone that like hasn't played the game or just wanted their, uh, impressions of the game before we get into things, but let's just turn spoilers on, so we don't have to sort of jump around that at the moment. But yeah, 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 yeah. yep, yep, I agree. Yeah, I think um, talking about it is definitely going to be a spoiler discussion anyway. Mm. But uh, yeah, so yeah, full disclosure: if just, you didn't, just, if you, did, if you didn't case. really, if you didn't really make that connection, which I don't know how you wouldn't anyway, if you've already played Diamond and Pearl, then yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, in regards to this, you know, like there's a lot of a lot of characters as well. Um, uh, like the farmer, the farmer guy is like Gardenia's ancestor, and um, 
sort of uh, you've got Captain Silene, who who is obviously um, Cyrus's ancestor and stuff like that. And like there are a lot of um, sort of opposite. They they kind of play a lot of opposites when it comes to the ancestry in the cast. It's like you know a lot of the people that you would see in Diamond and Pearl who are evil are good in this game. And then you've got a particular character who I kind of still don't want to leave this on just in case somebody's like, just hanging on for the very just, end of the just game. Hang, yeah. Well, yeah, just hanging on the very end of the game. But like a particular character relates back to um, a good person in Diamond and Pearl, but they're actually like technically the evil of the game. Mm. We would definitely be, talking about that because i want to talk about that yeah but we'll talk about it later like yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like if people really didn't take the spoiler warning seriously yeah yeah we're talking about <laughs> it um but uh you know i think um i think like a lot of the parallels are nice and everything but they're almost 100 juxtaposition to be the complete opposite every for every character so like if there was a character that was bad in the game before uh in, in diamond and pearl then they're good in this one mm. and then if they're evil then they're good you know you know what i mean um the evil good and then good and evil. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily hate that, but I like if he, if they're going to do that, like I'm, I'm just like, God, I'm like, where is the translation lost along the line then? Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think mm-hmm. like there's definitely always more that can be sort of explored. Uh, the misfortune sisters were very much sort of the same thing. It's like um, those characters were probably mostly consistent because two of them, um, Ah, oh, well, it depends if you're a manga reader or not, I suppose. One of them technically could be considered evil in Diamond and Pearl, uh, ancestry-wise. If you're a manga reader, that's typically what the Elite Four are. They're like their own fucking evil organization post thing. Um, but, uh, like, um, one of the Galactic, uh, Galactic ancestors is in, in the Misfortune Sisters, but then you also have Candace's ancestor, um in there as well but she's just mm. kind of like rather than being cheery and bubbly she's like completely opposite end of the spectrum she's just like raging and angry all the time she's like takes an abominable snow to the top of a volcano and fights you there it's just like oh this is bullshit so unfair at the top of the volcano <laughs> it's like yeah that's not my fault <laughs> four times weakness just being in the area <laughs> Just melt and just burn. melting and burning. Poor Obama snow. <laughs> could, could you imagine just like, yeah, it's like sends, sends it out. And it's like, oh! <laughs> it's like shivers <laughs> and dies. Like all the snow melts off it, so now it's just a tree. <laughs> this is dry tree. Can't this even is move. the dry tree. Holy crap. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think I think that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, that's that's how I understand the lore stuff. There's a lot of these characters and stuff like that. I think they could definitely probably give a little bit more attention to it just to sort of make bridges a little stronger and stuff like that. Like, mm. um, you know, maybe they get to the end of the story and they're just like, oh, like the galactic team has gone like their own way and they want to do bigger things or something like that, which made them a bit more of a prominent force. And like we, Drupal life starts to flourish on its own sort of thing. Yeah. I, th- I think they could have done more with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like a big question I have is just like, like the galaxy Ex- expedition team, I want to know, like, what made them go from what they are in this game to what they are in, like, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, that's right. Where yeah. they just, like, go completely nuts. That's what I mean. They I, go from good to evil. I guess it's because, I guess, their family stays in the, I guess, the leadership role and then Cyrus has his own sort of wants and all that and then it becomes just like a terrorist group pretty much. 
Yeah, I, I guess. I think I yeah, I think that's pretty much it is that like it seems it seems like they kind of got mostly absorbed absorbed into the folklore because they'd been so far buried in it, you know, with Silene obviously being involved um a lot with what was going on with um the uh, sort of situation as it was growing the first time they arrived in Hisui. Um and I could I could see why they would want to take that for power and where you could get like one corrupt idiot in there for power and whether um people like Mars were a tag along as a result because their families were close being because I mean Arez pretty much becomes part of the galaxy team more so than part of the Diamond clan by the end of the game because mm. she's she becomes the hairdresser. She becomes the hairdresser and starts living in Juba life. So I can see where that family tie would almost could sort of like come back and maybe why Mars would start tagging along with somebody like Cyrus who has alter like ul- ulterior motives. Mm. Um which would make sense, I guess, you know, like when you bridge that sort of thing together, I guess that makes sense. And there's always gonna be one bad egg somewhere. Maybe it was just Silene's ancestors uh, turn out to be bad eggs um and that sucks but yeah other than that though like I, it you're right I, i'm not really sure what what those ambitions really drove them to go from we're just trying to make our lives here to we want to <laughs> we want to fucking capture these fucking dirty fucking gods that can <laughs> rip apart space and time and these dirty drag gods us, drag us into another dimension after like we've just like you you would think that they would have just learned their lesson at that point. They're just like, all right, nobody fuck with this. <laughs> just don't. It's not worth it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we sort of had expectations of what to expect from the game from the very start. Like, we know that we're going to fight Arceus at the very end. Because literally the first sort of uh, bit of dialogue is saying, you know, catch all the Pokemon, please, mate. Yeah. yeah. So, so Seek out all Pokemon. Yes, seek them out, and seek them out we did. Yeah, that's right, we did. Yeah. We both did. So what did you think of the new Pokemon introduced, both the Hisuian forms and the just a brand new Pokemon? I brand thought, new, yeah, the evolutions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a, a sort of a nice little mixture. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think relatively most of them are good. Um, I had strong opinions about, say, like Lilligant, which I'm a little bit more grown accustomed to, but still not... Mm. I, I love I love the new Lilligan. Like I <laughs> actually you. I really like it. Good for you. I like old Lilligan. <laughs> old Lilligan is one of my favorite Pokemon. So it's sort of, I think I think the problem is is that grass fighting is something that's already like extensively covered by like Serena and represented by Serena. Um, like even in even in Unite now, like Serena is in Unite. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many grass fighting types. There's Breloom, Serena. But that's what I mean. Is like Serena is like the representative of that type duo now, and has been for a while. Been like a main character. We got a new one now, Bryce. It's it's your mate. It's Lilligant. <sighs> oh, I just no. I like old Lilligant because I like the aesthetic. Um, but but like I mean, even then, it, it it's still grown on me a bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I I don't I don't dislike it as much as I thought it would, which is great. I think the only Pokemon I and this is saying something, but like I think. The only problem I have with any any Pokemon on the roster, personally, um, I like Quillfish. I like Hisuian Quillfish just fine, but fuck if I don't hate Overquill. Oh, you don't like Overquill? I don't like okay. Overquill. The reason I don't like Overquill is because I think they did it too much in one particular area. 
Now, I get the point of its name is Overquill. It's supposed to be Overkill and Quill. That makes sense. I 100% get it. But my, my image of that is not longer quills. It, is, it would be more quills for me. So, like, I, th- I think for me, I'm kind of just like, it's a fucking hit and miss design for me. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Like, it, 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 it's supposed to look almost like a mine. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. a sea mine. Yeah. Um, and sea mines don't have, like, that many spikes. No, they don't. But it's almost beyond goofy with how long they are. Okay. I would have almost preferred it just had, like, a shit ton of spines and that its body was mostly spines rather than just have spines that are huge. Fair enough. Look, Overquill, personally, for me, it's... Uh I I, I, hate the, I hate the spine in the middle of its head that makes it look like a unicorn too. Sorry, I fucking hate that shit. No. Uh, I, I'm kind of indifferent on it, to be honest. Like, I think it's fine, but I never used one. I wasn't sort of drawn to, like, catch one. And also, it's put type it on change. Team. Yeah, it becomes a dark poison. It becomes a dark poison. It loses water type entirely. It's Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's just weird. It's strange. I, I, can't, I can't recall many Pokemon that actually do that in an evolutionary line. It's good Can typing. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad typing. It's good typing, yeah. <laughs> like personally, uh, some of my favorites, I think everyone, maybe not everyone, but mm-hmm. a lot of people like Ralph and Arcanine. I quite like those two. Um, the Hisuian forms. Shit um, typing spread though. Yeah, not not great. Not a great typing um, spread. But uh, no competitive in this game, so it's not so bad. Have you got a shiny one yet? No. I do have a shiny Ooh, one. Oh, yeah. nice. I've been posting a lot of my shiny exploits. I think I have about 20 plus now. Do you? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was one of the ones I hunted. I'm like, oh. I'll take it, even though I'm never going to use it because it's typing. But mm. I'll take it. Like personally, for me, when it comes to a, a Voltorb and Electrode, I really like Voltorb, and I think Electrode's fine. Like basically, they just swapped their emotions over. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now Voltorb is like the, the happy, jolly one, and Electrode is, is the upset, angry one. Yep. Whereas before it was vice versa. But yeah, Electrode. I feel like they could have done more in its design. I feel like the Electrode. Oh, sorry. Voltorb has like its eyebrows sort of protruding. Yep. It's it's like bull. But yeah. Electrode like, has its eyes on claving. Yeah, just like in like indents. Yep. Whereas it's kind of, I don't know, like a lot of fan art looked better, to be honest, on the lead up to the announcement. But it's fine. It's I fine. like their shinies. Their shinies yeah, are really good. The black. Yeah. yeah. Really sleek. And, th- and that reminds me of like red and blue, like the Pokeballs, mm-hmm. when you've just played in black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, Typhlosion, you started off with Cyndaquil. I certainly did, yeah. So what, what's your thoughts on the fire ghost Typhlosion? I like I like stoner chill Typhlosion. He's great. <laughs> it's like you think of Typhlosion as like an ang- angry mole rat. That's pretty much what he is, right? And that's why I love him. He's like, you know, as soon as he gets angry, those flames come out. Just like freaking... He's a mad boy. But this 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 version of Typhlosion is like 100% in, in, in mood, a complete polar opposite. Yeah, And, and, he's, and he's just chill. And isn't that funny? Like we're talking about the characters, how the ancestors are just like swapped yeah. around. The Pokemon are too. Like even like <laughs> literally Voltorb and Electro, they just swap their emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Typhlosion, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's kind of weird. And like even looking at Lilligant, it's like it goes from a special attacker to mm-hmm. an attacker. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just like, just, just vice versa, which is a good way to go about it. It makes them obviously a lot more unique when you look at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Typhlosion for me, I think Typhlosion's fine, but... It's, it's one of those I things. I think it's the best out of the three, sorry. Do you? Yep. I, a, lot of, a lot of people are like, I love Samurott. Sorry, guys, but he fucking hardly changed. 
hardly changed. He fucking hardly changed. He's pretty much the same Pokemon. He's just different typing and has a black black accent rather than a white, like a, a yellowish one. Like personally, I'm just kind of like, out of the three, he changed the least. I reckon. Well, yeah, I, I well, yeah, I'll probably agree a little. But in saying that, I guess you can make the same argument for Typhlosion as well. Just being like, look. He's got a goofier look on his face, and his sort his, of flames his, go around his neck. Well, his whole his whole demeanor changed, and his and his flames are more calm now. He's more in tuned with the spirits. Whereas Samurai, what changed about? He's a bad boy now. He's a dark type. He's like, oh, I'm a bit edgy. I'm a bit edgy. He goes on 4chan way more. Does doesn't? <laughs> fuck. Does literally the same thing. He's like, yeah. Mm. I, I think he's. I think he's a starter that sort of changed the least, and therefore, like, my interest in him is pretty low. I'm kind of just like. Kind of just reminds me of regular Samurott, but black. Mm. Well, I guess going on from this, uh, Samurott's my favourite one. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why you want to hate him, Bryce. You know. No. You know, don't you? You just, you want d- you just don't like change, mate. <laughs> I love change, Bryce. I love change. That's why I like Lilligan so much and you hate it. <laughs> You're the one who doesn't like change. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> hey, you don't like Overkill? You're like, oh, my, my quillfish. No, that wasn't change, mate. That was an evolution. That was something brand new. That, that was a big change. Hey, got an evolution. Oh my god. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I like I like Hasuian Quillfish. Leave me alone. <laughs> I think he's great design. All right, uh Sneasel. So Sneasel will brand new evolution as well. Sneasler. Mm-hmm, um yeah. yeah, don't like Sneasler. Sneasler. I, I know. I thought he'd be goofy, but I actually like Sneasler. I yeah. thought he'd be really goofy, but I, I really like Sneasler. Um and I think that partially becomes to the fact um of uh him being one of the poker rides as well. We'll just call them poker rides because that's what they might as well be called. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that that um, even though there wasn't much screen time in that, I think that changed it a lot for me, um, because it gave me a bit more of an insight to how like a Sneasler is sort of like important in Hisui and how good they are at climbing and stuff like that, and sort of the demeanor of them is like a bit more confident rather than sneaky, if that makes sense. Yeah, they lost um, their dark type. They're not as bad they're not as itchy. <laughs> uh, that being said you can still catch weevil but yeah yeah anyway um i think i think it's i think it's a good and it's it's enough a design change to warrant a different evolution method like like a different evolution uh, path i guess mm-hmm. um obviously like you've got weevil that's like really covert and is sneaky and stuff like that whereas sneezler is more confident and um can handle itself in sort of like more adverse situations sort of thing being, you know, like the fighting poison. I um, went and uh, shiny hunted this um, before even like picking one up because I was like, oh, it's on the map. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen it. And I'm like, the shiny's kind of like Lucario. And I'm like, it's not too bad. I don't mind the color scheme. It's fine or whatever. Yellow, is it? Yeah, yellow and black. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah, it's not too bad. Um. And no, it really grew on me. It grew on me. I'm like, this is pretty good. This is fun. Yeah. I, 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 I would have thought the exact same thing, but then I got, I got one. I started using one. I'm like, this isn't bad. I don't yeah. mind it. And that's the thing with a lot of these Pokemon too. Like you can hate a Pokemon and it grows on you if you put it on your team. It's, it's amazing how you can change your opinion just by yeah. using it and yeah. seeing it in game. There are some Pokemon that'll never change. I'll never change that with, no matter how much I used it on my team. But yeah, no, Sneasel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sneasel yeah. was one of those. Yeah. No, it doesn't work for you know all the sucky ones. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's a Pokemon that will never change for you? Um, probably Licky Licky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe Tangrowth as well. I'm not really into Tangrowth. 
Okay. There's like I, I had this discussion on the big um the big Pokemon generation talk episode uh, with Metadox, but there's a lot of like oddities in Gen Four design that I really dislike, and I just can't get I can't get over them. Um, and there is a big handful of those that are like the Gen One and Gen Two evolutions that they sort of put out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate all of them, but when I do hate them, I really dislike them and I just don't care for them. Yeah. And I just kind of like, why, why, why? And I hate how they all feel uniquely gen four after being evolutions for gen one and gen two Pokemon. They don't feel like natural push on sometimes, if that makes sense. Mm. Like when I see a gen one or gen two Pokemon, I'm like, yes, it evolves into a gen one or gen two Pokemon. But then you kind of like, that is a gen four Pokemon. And feels a little bit strange. And that is the same vibe that I get from Overquill. That is 100% the same vibe I get from Overquill. For some reason, not with Hisui and Lilligant, not even from uh, Sneasler, I don't get that vibe really either. But with Overquill, I 100% get that Gen 4 evolution vibe, and I don't yeah. know why, but yeah, it, right. it, it hits me. Fair enough. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, we're talking about Lilligant. So, uh, Zorua and Zoroark. Oh, these are big. Oh, these are fucking sick, aren't they? Yeah. These are like, the thing is, it's like, <laughs> I, I, awesome. like, I like both of them anyway. Like they're, they're original normal forms, but these are fucking cool. Um, now, uh, they have fucking awesome shinies. <laughs> I already have my shiny Zoroark and ha- it having like purple accents is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the way that they change, and this is like a big fucking thing, but like with these, a lot of these Hisuian forms, like a lot change their demeanor and you know again that sort of mirrors what happens with the characters in the story they change like sort of their values or whatever um but uh the way Zoroark is in Hisuian form is a lot more sort of like focused and calculated whereas like original Zoroark and Zorua are meant to be mischievous Pokemon mm. Whereas I feel like these these guys are more calm and collected and focused, and I and I really like that because like when I when I put my Zoroark, my shiny Zoroark out there, and I take a look at him, he looks like he's always focused on something. He looks like he's already like he's already made his mind up, and I'm like, that's cool. I really like that. Mm-hmm. And I think like these are really well designed forms. I think they're probably easily the best designed forms in the game. Yeah, I like thinking about it. These might be the like the new introduced forms that actually beat. The original ones. I'd, I think so too. Yeah, like like a lot of these I wouldn't <coughs> necessarily put over the the originals just because a lot of the other ones are a lot older, I guess. And You've grown to like them a lot. You've grown more. to like them. Like like with Samurai, like he's yeah. one of my favourite Pokemon anyway and mm-hmm. Arcanine and that. You can't really beat the originals. It's one of those... One of those sort of things, I guess. Just yeah, yeah. Because of yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not even just that, but yeah, there's there's a little bit more to it. I think like mm. once once you make something, it's hard to recreate it and make it uniquely its own thing. Definitely, yeah. But I with these guys, I definitely feel that. Mm. Like, I feel like these these could have just been new Pokemon in a lot of ways. Yeah, interesting typing too. Normal Ghost. Yeah, Normal Ghost is a crazy typing. Um, they, I remember there was like, what's the typing? Like, there was like a, there's like a Pokemon professional. I can't remember which one his name, uh, which, which one it is, but he does a lot of YouTube videos around this stuff. And he's like, let's create the, like the weirdest typing, the best possible, what is the best possible performance typing and stuff like that. And he does like deep dives. And he, he did one <laughs> that was like, what is, what is the typing that like is likely never to be explored or, you know, like the weirdest combination type possible. And it was normal ghost because normal and ghost, they don't, they don't touch each other. No, they don't touch each other. Like in, 
in in games. So this is weird. Like it, it's strange. It's a weird combination. But get, no, yeah, it was cool. Gets rid of the fighting weakness. Gets rid of the ghost weakness. Mm. What what is super effective against normal ghost? Uh, dark uh, ghost. Well, it can't be ghost. It can't. It can't hit him. Yeah, because yeah. it's normal. So just dark. Yeah, which is nuts. Which is a really good competitive typing. <laughs> yeah, and it is confirmed to be in um, violet and or scarlet and violet too, which will probably have a. I think all of these scene. will be. Yeah, yeah. I think all these are Suian forms will be because they want to be able to. They want to be able to push them into competitive use now. Mm. Now that they because you can't do it obviously in this game. Yeah, and so. that's another lore thing I'm really interested in. But like, all right, so these Pokemon obviously disappeared in the modern Sinnoh. Do they just all die out and migrate somewhere else? Like, I'm really interested just from that point of view what happened. But sometimes when it comes to Pokemon, I just like overthink things and all it is is like, look, we made it in 2022. Um, that's why it wasn't there. Otherwise, it would have been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the answer they give us. Okay. So Hisui, uh, Hisuian bravery. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think this, think? I think this is a very cool, um, a very, a very cool design in shiny form. I'm not huge on its. I'm not huge on its regular, but flying psychic is a really odd typing. Um, not that it's not ever been done before, but it's never really done, been done great. And I don't think I think it's the same situation here with the Suing Bravery. It has it has a base sixty five speed to very middling defenses with the one hundred and twelve special attack. I don't really think it's anything to shoot home about. I don't hate the design. I don't think it's anything crazy, though. Yep. It's handy to fly around on. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. A- you see a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um, like, otherwise, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah. Mm. I think it's just kind of a middle ground for me. Yeah, but. yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on it as well. Mm-hmm. I, never, I, I never was drawn to put one on my team, but... I like regular braviary. Like I like I like how it looks. I like its mm. design and all that stuff as well. I think I think all those things are pretty good. But um, yeah. All right. What have we got here? We have got Sligu and uh, Gudra. These are more takes on instead of slugs, they're snails now, which which is pretty good. Cool. I never actually use one. You get one during the story. You get an alpha to use, which is which is useful. And I like really like its animations and stuff where it's sort of. Uh, withdraws into its shell in that. I think it's like a really characterized Pokemon. Yeah. Which is good to see. It, it sort of showcases maybe this new game sort of uh, a bit more um, attention to its animations and stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. is really nice. Second set of Steel Dragon too. Yeah. Um, after Duraludon. Um, I... Uh I don't. I the only thing is is why does why does uh, why does Gudra get so depressed looking though? It's like the weight of the world is on my back, poo. Yeah, I was about to say Winnie the, it's like Winnie the Pooh. It's like, <laughs> I'm so depressed. It's oh. like oh we are, oh we are. It's the poo Pokemon. But uh, Sligo oh, Sligo was cool though. <laughs> uh, I got a shiny one of them as well. Uh, and seeing a lot of rolling around Sligo in their shell was uh, fun. <laughs> gets a bronze shell. Yeah, it gets a bronze shell. And so does a uh, Gudra, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, otherwise, pretty good. Yeah. What about Avalug? How do you feel about Avalug? Indifferent like the original one? It becomes an ice rock type, so it just... It just, just <laughs> gives itself more of a fighting weakness. Yeah. Um, look, that's the thing is... Uh, did... I think, I think in context of like... 
where it sits in the story, it's really effective. Like this giant fucking Avalug in the Alabaster Icelands. And you're like, oh, you're going to fight that. And um, it, it's just like compared to all the Avalug you see around the rest of the Icelands, there's just like a really small one. You're like, oh, that's kind of boring. But then you see this giant one. You're like, whoa, it's like the size of a continent. Um, and I think that's really cool. But outside of that, yeah, there there are a couple of these Pokemon which are great for the context of the story, but actually, like, as far as you're using them and them going forward into future Pokemon games, you're probably not going to touch on them so much. I don't know how many big Avalug fans there ever have been, and I don't know if uh, the brand new form sells he's just people not, on either. He's just not really in a position to be effective regardless. Mm. You know? It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we got the the last one, Decidueye, one of the starter Pokemon. <coughs> why is, is Decidueye all the way down here? Oh, yeah, because of... Pokedex order. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge... Personally, I'm not a huge fan of um, Decidueye. I think, I think it's probably the one... I'm not sure whether I like it the least out of that in Samurott. <laughs> Look at you big Typhlosion fanboy over here. You don't like any of the other ones? I think I just like... Well, the, the problem is is that Samurott doesn't change enough for me, but then Decidueye removes too much of what I like about it, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, the whole the whole archer, bird archer thing, that's, that's fucking cool. I don't really know what benefit he gets out of becoming a Ronin here. Like, they don't give him a sword or anything. Yeah, look, I, I think I agree with you there. Um, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of it either. Because mm-hmm. like, Decidueye, I I reckon it's an <coughs> awesome Pokemon. It's an awesome design. And like when Sun and Moon came out, I was like, oh, just choosing shame. that starter. I'm not choosing the other two. God, no. Yeah, and it's just a shame <laughs> that it's kind of depressing on the uh, on the uh, stats front. But uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when I uh, used it in uh, Sun and Moon going uh, through it, when it evolved into a, a grass ghost type, I'm like, oh my God, I've got so many more weaknesses now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just my grass flying, which had a, a couple of big ones, but not too many. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, I'm not a massive fan of it. It's, it's it's kind of weird that it's shiny, just reverts its color back to what it originally was. Yeah. So that's a little bit disappointing as well. Like I really like uh, Samurott's um, shiny with the big white shell. I think that stands out quite a bit. Um, Typhlosion's. Typhlosion doesn't change much. No, nah, it's pretty... That's the one boring. thing. I, that's the one thing I could be like. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a hit and miss for me. Honestly, I think. I think um, it's cool. It, it could have been cooler if it was done a bit differently. I think, but in its current form, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, just because its original design is too good. Yeah, it's hard to top it. Let's be honest, though. Like, yeah, change that's what I mean. It's like it's like one of the better Pokemon designs in the whole series. So. Yeah. It's it's like with like, but that's what I mean with like Typhlosion. It's like, you've got a very simplistic, one is an angry boy and one of us, one of them, one of them's a really calm boy. It's like sort of, that sort of makes sense, right? The, the differentiation is not too much here. It's like, you've got an archer versus a Ronin samurai and you're kind of like, I guess one uses, a, one uses a bow and one uses a sword, but he doesn't. He uses, I guess he uses like the, the blades on his wings or whatever, doesn't he? I think so. And the talons on his feet, obviously. Yeah, but that's not, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like hit and miss. It's like really, 
don't know, we might be missing a bit of the uh, Hisuian decidui law there. It could be, but I just went and caught a but- shit ton of them. So <laughs> I don't think I'm missing much. I just watched them all tackle into me. I'm like, wow. Isn't he supposed to be like a samurai? I guess not. Drop your sword. Didn't see you coming. Yeah. Whoops. Mm. Yeah. All, all seven of them that I caught. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we got some new forms. So we got Basculin, which is a a white stri- uh, sorry, yeah, stripped form. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of cool, but it's not like a Hisuian no, Pokemon. They also didn't. We also didn't apparently get that on the other list, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. We didn't know. No, and it evolves into a brand new Pokemon, Basculegion, which yes. has two different forms depending on whether it's female or male. Um, the male form is the one you, you probably saw in the trailers. The male one is your one, the one you ride on. I'm pretty sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the red, um, the red stripes yep. and stuff coming out mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool Pokemon. Like Basculin really needed an evolution because it was just a, it was just one of those Pokemon that, uh, you know, you expected to be in the water. It's kind of, a, I guess, set the a Magikarp almost. Yeah, just set the world. But even Magikarp, Magikarp actually evolved into something pretty cool. Like there was no reason to get a Basculin apart from the Pokedex entry. So having a Basque Legion is pretty neat. And it, it goes to show like in a future region, are we going to get Basque Legion? Are they going to have migrated away from Sinnoh? Don't know. But I'd like to see it come back because, yeah, Basculin needs to be able to evolve. It'd be interesting when you get like, a, say, your blue striped or red striped variant. They're just like trash. Yeah. <laughs> Throw them in the bin. They're like male combi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like, ah, oh, yeah, you can't evolve that. Yeah, I got a shiny one of these too. It looks quite nice with the purple accents as opposed yeah. to anything else. Yeah. yeah, all the good shinies are purple apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was one Pokemon on this forms list, but that apparently wasn't on the other list. I don't even know why. If I can instruct my ni- uh, mind, but we got another Weather God, which was Enamorous, uh, which I guess is controlling the weather of love. <laughs> Like damn. Um, That's but, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but. Um, and I know I know one fan of the show, Metadox, really dislikes it, but I'm not even that like I I agree with I, I agree with him on the counterpart. It's like why the fuck did we need another weather trio Pokemon if it's not even gonna be a weather Pokemon? It's just the power of love. Um but uh like I think I think the design itself reminds me of uh him from the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I kinda I kind I'm kind of like I can get behind that. I think that's a cool design. Yeah. Um it's, it's- it's kind of funny, like for me, I know like going through all these new Pokemon, I either really like them or I'm just indifferent and I just forget about them. Yeah. Like I'm not offended by any of these. Like Enamorous, I'm like, I, I think the name's kind of cool. Like you, obviously a bit of a pun, like, yeah. like all Pokemon names obviously. But yeah, I think I think it's fine. It was a pain in the ass to catch. Yes, it was. To, to initiate the battle. Oh my God. Once that part of the game Used a up. lot of braviary. <laughs> Just like every time he fucking like skits across the fucking mud, I'm like, ah, hit the braviary button. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, absolute pain in the ass to catch. And it's it's kind of weird how like the story sets it up. It's like, oh, what the going there? You want to go and get it for your Pokedex? It's like, what? What does this thing actually do? Yeah, like it doesn't really set it up. Like, and I think that's kind of important because we know what the other guys do. They're yeah. important to the ecosystem and they control the weather and <coughs> yeah, that's right. all that. But what does what this the thing fuck does Anamorous do? Yeah, what? and you don't really get any more context. Yeah, the game it's introduced in just goes, hey, you're going to need this for your Pokedex. It's like, yeah, I guess I will. I want to catch Arceus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. But this so. is just like a, a bit of a puzzle piece on the way there. Yeah. But we got new forms for Diagola and Palkia. They, <laughs> I remember seeing these when the game leaked like 
maybe a week or so before launch. I think they still horrify me. <laughs> yeah, they still do. Like they're really weird. Yeah. And like, did the story really? No. Yeah, this <laughs> it the, didn't. See, th- this is the this is the main bit where I'm like, I, I, I kind of wanted the answers. Like, so they just looked like this previously, and that's it. <laughs> like, th- there isn't any. They con- didn't even look like that when they come out the rift. It's <laughs> just like, yeah. It's like, what was the point? <laughs> like. Before like the uh, the credits for the game, which is kind of like a halfway point almost, which yeah. is which is another thing. But they come out the rift and they're just normal, and you battle them and you catch the uh, one you basically choose, and you're just like, all right, well, it didn't look like it did. Then the second one is in the origin form, and it just comes out looking like that. So, oh wow, like especially Palkia, that what the fuck happened to him? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He had a bit of a glow up and he's an ugly Pokemon anyway. So fact, mate, I'm a centaur. I'm a centaur. Like, they're, they're meant to look a bit more like Arceus, but why? How? Like, yeah. Uh, like, were they descendants of Arceus? Like, what yeah. What happened? Like, yeah, I don't what, know. I played no. through the whole game. And they never told us. And I think, like, the main bit of lore to cover was the legendaries. That's right, yeah. Like, we know that they... Like one controls space, one controls time. But there's a whole clan arguing over their existence and shit like that. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and we just we don't really get the answers. I know there might, who knows, there might be a book somewhere or maybe a part of the anime eventually that discusses this. But as far as what I got out of the game, I didn't get answers to what are these things. No, that's right. Yeah. And they're, so, they're really eye catching. I was like, I was I was expecting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking with that, then I guess we'll just go into our quick end of game, this uh, end of end of game discussion, like where it sort of goes through from here. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about the characters, not too too far into the story, but our maybe our discrepancies and what we liked about it. Um, but uh, now I suppose we should probably just have a, have a gleam on the second half of the game. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. post post the Dialga and Palkia crisis and stuff like that, uh, you've got more to go on after that, after the credits roll. And uh, it's mostly centered around um, Arceus and sort of where you've got to go from, go from there. You've saved the world at this point. Obviously, you've had Arceus talking to you since the beginning of the game and he's, his one mission is seek out all Pokemon. So uh, you... After a quick discussion, um, after a quick discussion with uh, God, what was his name? Can't remember his name now. Shopper boy. Can you remember it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you mean Volo? Volo, that's it. I was wondering who you talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like there's a lot of characters names to remember. Um, after a quick after a quick uh, talk with Volo about uh, the about the missing plates. Um, He's like, ah, uh, yeah, we can always go back to um, what's the face and try. And <laughs> you don't have to recap it all, yeah. Yeah, try to try to sort of push on, and then like you know, you get to that point, and then you're like, you're down to the last plate, and obviously, like this is where spoilers are definitely ensuing. So please, fucking Christ, don't go any further than this if you uh, haven't haven't been to the top of fucking uh, Sino again post this, but um. Yeah, and he reveals himself to be a disciple of Argius, which is te- technically a third clan. Um, which whether that whether that alludes to the Ginkgo Guild being that, or whether that's just him being a descendant of that clan and the only descendant of that clan, I'm not really sure. Um, but uh, it turns out that uh, he's actually an ancestor of Cynthia's. Mm. 
and, uh, and he's some, grumpy. Something, something, yeah, <laughs> something really big fucking ensues here. Um, obviously, uh, he actually reveals himself to be the holder of the last plate, which is what you need to get in contact with Arceus to sort of figure out what the fuck he wants. Um, and uh, he's like, I, he's like, I've literally led you on because I'm here to meet God. Like he, he's, he's fucking adamant about it. And in Suze is, you know, everybody always talks about, like, e- even with Diamond Pearl, uh, re-releases, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, uh, they made Cynthia harder. Well, they found a way to make a Cynthia fight probably harder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, all right, so with this fight, did you find it hard? And Yes, shit, yes. <laughs> it's difficult because okay. there's no real way to grind Pokemon training, so you have to sort of go in with what you've got, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, for me, you know, playing Pokemon games, you're used to just cruising through them mm-hmm. and in this game there weren't there weren't pretty there weren't really any battles that gave you any like a tough time either so no. when i got to this and i lost i'm like oh god i felt, felt, I felt a bit weird i'm like i'm not used to i'm not used to losing in a pokemon game no and uh, i lost a lot and my head at it yeah i did too like and in the end and just for those that maybe who haven't played it and they just want to hear it, um, basically you have to verse his full team and then without healing or... He has eight Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. He has. Then he uh, summons Giratina and then once you defeat Giratina, he just swaps forms to his origin form, which is stronger and <laughs> just heals itself up again. And it's just... I'm like, oh my God. When, when you figure that out, like you finally beat his team for the first time. But, oh, good. Yeah. Then... then it, Summons Giratina. Oh my god! Then you realised your Pokemon weren't healed. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. And and it resets the whole battle. <laughs> yeah. So I I um I went and like come back with more trained Pokemon. And actually fought out my team. I put Palkia on my team. I had a Diagler on my team. I'm like, oh my god, it just it, it, Diagler just got messed up. But then I, I'm like thinking about. It, I'm like, oh, Palkia's typing is actually a lot better without the Steel type when it comes to Lucario and Garchomp. So then I come back with Palkia and, I've, and eventually beat it. It took like a couple of times still. But like with this new battle system, which we haven't touched on, the Agile style and the, um, what's it called? Hard style. It's like it's like, bra- it's like, it's like bravely, bravely Default. Yeah, almost. yeah. kind of, yeah. But it, it, it this battle, which was a more tough battle, actually kind of just showcased that, you know, it's not really the greatest battle system. It's okay when you're out in the wild and you're just versing like maybe tra- uh, easier trainers or you're just versing an alpha or something. Yeah. But when it comes to actually the battles, like I'm like, it was just kind of frustrating just with how the speed stat just is affected. Like I was pretty much like what I'll do is I'll send out Sylveon against uh, uh, Spiritomb, just one hit the Spiritomb straight away. They'll send out Roserade. Roserade would poison jab. Kill my just straight away, Sylveon's gone. I'll send out whatever my fire type was, kill yeah. the Roserade. Then it was just like a knockdown, knockdown, knockdown. Pokemon just die in this game. Like that 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 yeah. is that is the thing about it. It's like this the agile style and strong style system is good when it works, and but when it's way too effective, it's to it just it just turns into a back and forth match. And yeah. um I don't think I don't think that means that battles can't be done uh well in this system. I think, I think this is an example of kind of, uh, it shines in a lot of places as good. And then, you know, this is bad because depending on how well you use the agile strong system, you probably save yourself some KOs, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you have to analyze the system a hell of a lot more. Cause you're right. The speed, sp- the speeds that means fuck all. Like it, it doesn't really do much for you. Um, and, uh, you kind of just got to 
hope that you're going to run out with it. Mm. Um, Agile, like, talking about the system too much, I suppose, it's like, um, I don't don't think it's, like, anything to touch home about. I think, like, it's not as, because there's no abilities in this game and there's no, uh, like, status moves don't work the same and your sort of defense downs and all that are all attached to actual damaging moves now because there's no point using fucking like anything that um can't damage because you're just gonna die if you do yeah you know i think i think uh it sort of puts puts it more in the mindset of like when we were kids we used to be like why would i use glare if i could just have flamethrower you know and you're kind of just like well, because Glare could potentially save your life in the Pokemon forward, but you know, it, it, you're not really that forward thinking. And this game is kind of made with that almost in mind is not forward thinking about the rest of the battle, but in the moment, how the fuck are you going to knock out the Pokemon that's in front of you? Yeah. I mean, like the only forward thinking is, is like, if I do heavy style now, I might be left open, you know. Yeah, that's a right. A couple of moves in the future, but. But that's a one, two system. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like. Um, you know, if I glare this Pokemon now and they swap out that Pokemon, then, you know, at least when it comes out in the future, even if it does type disadvantage me, at least it'll still be crippled. And, like, it, it's not that kind of system. You kind of just... And if you kill it, you don't. If you kill it, you kill it. You don't, you don't. And if Agile style is going to work, then it does. If it's not, then it doesn't. If you use Strong style, it doesn't kill a Pokemon. Well, you've just left yourself open. Like, there, there, there's not much to juggle. It's it's very one-dimensional um battling yeah um yeah and when i reached this point of the game i think it was an awesome battle like yeah um just having a tough pokemon battle was great because we're always complaining about it being a bit too easy mm-hmm. so have, having this especially like with the other bosses they're all sort of more you know action-based where yes. it's like avoiding in that and yeah i Dodging. think yeah. i think they were probably like the noble pokemon they're probably the probably the weakest part point of the game for me yeah until um, you got to that fucking last fight jesus christ the fight against arceus like what <laughs> Oh yeah, Jesus fuck. <laughs> yeah, but like the actual character of Volo, were you expecting him to be bad? Did that catch you, catch you off guard or not? No, not really. Yeah, I was sort of expecting it. I'm like, because he wanted to be too involved in everything, and that's where you kind of go wrong. Mm. <laughs> Once a character becomes too involved involved in everything, and they're kind of like disconnected from the picture, like, why does this guy from the Ginkgo Guild, the guys that go around just selling stuff, why does he want to be so involved in my Pokemon journey? What's the point? Isn't he just supposed to make money? Like, yeah. 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 And it's, it's cool, like, in hindsight, too, like, when you, like, get the confirmation that he was the bad guy for the game. Mm-hmm. It's also cool that they don't reveal sort of the bad guy just, like, within the initial story, which most people will probably actually not pa- uh, play past the credits. Yeah. Like, um, so it's kind of weird that you don't get that confirmation before then. But even thinking back to the very first battle you have with him with his Togepi, he's very much just, like, scoping you out. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Because he is the reason why you have arrived in Sui. He's the one who opened up the portal um, with Giratina. Yep. Which is, you know, I'm, I'm glad we at least got that answer because I was thinking we weren't even going to get the answer of why we're there. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's inter- it's just uh, it's pretty cool. Mm. Pretty cool. I- I'd like to see, yeah, just what other implications happen throughout the, the region and even modern-day Sinnoh. And I don't know. We're not going to get that, but I think I'm just thinking about it about it too much at the end of the day it is a pokemon story yeah that's right it's <laughs> not gonna blow blow our minds or anything um yeah. not like gen 5 which we'll never get again <laughs> yeah you'll get it but it'll just uh look like oh fucking it'll be no. made by ilka no. and they'll just 
just improve, improve on everything that that mm. was, please. Just like <laughs> it's 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 got to be a it's got to be a more adult setting. That's what it was leaning towards. Don't make it fucking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. that that aside. So yeah, I think I think for me the the battle of Volo just made me go oh. Look, what this game sets out to do is it does really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, technical diffi- difficulties aside, which is just a, like a, a kind of a thing we kind of ex- expect from Game Freak, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I think it's what it does well is just it's it just a fantastic blending of just exploration, being able to go around and catch Pokemon. I think the the new system they've just kind of nailed it. To be honest, obviously they can build on it in the future, but the system of actually throwing the pokeballs and the, the the back strikes and like throwing berries and uh, items that you know hinder them and mm-hmm. make them stop and all that. I think uh, they've done a really good job of that straight off the bat, which is a lot of fun. But it did make me sort of miss the battle system. Um, but it's not necessarily what this game is. And no, that yeah, yeah. doesn't have competitive or multiplayer. And we've got a confirmation of the next Pokemon game that will probably involve that. So that's right. It's yeah. not, it's not so much of a big deal, especially now that we know that. Um, but yeah, I really, really did enjoy this game, Bryce. I think it's a, a great first step, but um, why it wasn't a higher score for me instead of a, instead of just the eight, I, I would have given it. Yep. Um, it's just it just Game Freak need to work out their technical engine. Like there's there's no ifs or buts. The switch is able limited. To, <laughs> yeah, the switch is definitely limited, but it is able to do more than this. And I think so. Yes. Yeah, but. Yeah, and what I'm what I'm saying is is that it's limited in how much they can push it. Of course, of yeah. course, it, it's still like a tiny little tablet that has technology from 2016. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or yeah. 15. Yeah. Whenever Nvidia made the chip. Yep. Um. So you know, expect what, <laughs> whatever we can get, really. But, um, you know, Breath of the Wild and other games, you know, prove that we can get more out of it. But for the for the most part, the technical problems didn't take away from my experience. No. There's yeah. only a couple of times when you. Fl- flying fast on bravery where you can see like all the grass loading in and stuff. That's when you're like, Oh yeah, this is a video game. But apart from that, like you're just in that world and you set your sight on a Pokemon and you want to catch it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think it just completely nails that. And I'm really happy that generation nine will be taking these, hopefully these sort of steps. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully from the screenshots, it looks like it, but the thing is, it's like, and I suppose I'll give my phone final thoughts here too. Is that, um, like, realistically, this is like everybody's, like, Pokemon dream when they were a kid. They wanted something that was like, oh, you know, you go and actively catch a Pokemon. It's not this turn-based stuff and sort of whatever. And I think, like, the steps in that direction are really good. Um, and I think this is probably the best product they've released in years simply out of uh, their, I guess, mm, desire because I feel like it, it was desired to push forward and make something new for Pokemon. And I think it was great. I think that, um, you know, like when it comes back and you look back in this generation, you think of like sword and shield and stuff like that, that got a lot of buzzwords thrown around and all that stuff. And like talking about <coughs> bad graphics on trees and stuff that really ultimately in the end didn't matter, but there is serious technical drawbacks in sword and shield uh, with like the online and, the wild area being a bit if and or but um, that aren't present in this game, right? And that's good. Like, uh, you know, the online compatibility in this game is very simple but effective and I like it. 
Um, yeah, that's something we didn't touch on either. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Just find the satchels in the wild. Find the satchels in the wild. They belong to other players. You give their items back. You get a bit of a reward for it. And I think that's a good little little bit of interactivity that you can sort of um, like incorporate into the game. And I think that's good. Mm. Um, the uh, general consensus for me is that like going forward, I feel like catching mechanics like this, they probably should just be in the game. I don't think... I don't think we have to be so limited as to having to encounter everything we have to battle anymore. Listen, like going out and catching like 50 Pokemon in like fucking 10 minutes and then going back to camp and then like evaluating and stuff like that, getting rewards based off that, whether it be Poke Dollars, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's great. And I think like it really embodies the whole got to catch them all, um, you know, slogan. Yeah. And I think I think that's brilliant. So when it comes to things like this, um, sort of moving forward in the series, I would love to see that sort of come into the next games in place. Do I think that's going to really happen though? I I don't think so. I, I'm not sure because like with what they've done with this, um, I think they've whatever team was working on this however many people working on this they they ended up getting stretched then like you know they got to the point where like this is as much as we can do but it was good it was good um however from like the landscape shots and stuff like that in graphical fidelity and stuff like that they looked a lot more than what this game does and like the ability to walk into towns and like they're saying this is big open world and i don't think they're going to be able to put that much effort into stuff like in implementing Legends Arceus into Generation 9 just out of previous experience with Pokemon games. I just don't think it'll happen. So I think we're still going to go into the whole run into a Pokemon to encounter it and then catch it and stuff like that. And I'm a little bit I'm a little bit shitty mm. about that. Yeah. Well, obviously we don't know yet no. at the time of recording, but from a screenshot, it did look like it was like it is in Legends. Maybe there's a there's a screenshot where Pikachu was versing a Lavatar, I think, and it looks it looks similar to whatever. But obviously we don't know. But fingers crossed, oh, we might still move around the battlefield and stuff like that. But I I'm not sure that the catching mechanics are going to be the same, which is like my primary concern. Well, hopefully they're just built upon and better. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping so, mm. but I think because they're being developed at the same time, I'm not really sure. And like. That's always gonna it, that's always gonna eternally be a problem with Pokemon for me. I, I I understand that, and that's for a lot of people too. Is that if you set your expectations too high, you're gonna get burnt because realistically, they do pump these games out for money, and <laughs> oh, of course, um, I mean every company does, but they're not really looking for they've never they've never really seek like gone to seek feedback for Pokemon games or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, they laugh at it. They laugh at <laughs> it when we give it. They go, ha ha! That is not possible, and you're like. It is though. <laughs> I still I forgot who it was with, but one of the Game Freak developers, where um, they just laughed at the idea of like a Pokemon game of heaps of regions. It's like that'd be awesome. So yeah. it's like that's nah, too much work, which it would be, but it'd be cool. <laughs> would it? Yeah, like uh, would it be though? They could reuse a lot of assets and stuff like that. Like I, I just think they they did it in the past. Like the excuse is not really the excuse is pretty thin, right? These days, there's a lot more. Yeah, well, you spend yeah. a lot more on video games. You spend a lot more on, you know. I think I think it's 100 percent possible. And if they if they like, it's too much work. But they created two fucking big brand new wild areas and <laughs> towns attached to them and stuff like that. I don't, you know, they did that in Sword and Shield. Like it's not impossible. They can definitely do it. It's just you know maybe you got to charge DLC prices for them and stuff, which is fine. But uh, <laughs> the problem is is that the base game sort of needs to be good at a baseline and like sort of shield Sword and Shield. Um, 
after they come out, they're not bad games. They're fine. Um, yeah. They're serviceable Pokemon games. I think they do competitive really well. I think they do competitive-based things like breeding and stuff like that really well. Um, and uh, it's a shame that it's got the drawbacks it does. And I definitely do feel that from a perspective. I feel like that Game, game Freak can always do more for Pokemon. Um, whether the Generation 9 is going to be a game like that where they actually take a lot of these things that maybe they've learned from Legends Arceus and they're like, oh, actually people really like this and stuff like that. Maybe that'd be a good turnaround, but God really knows. They just, they change their mind like a flip of a switch and it, it you know, I can't really, you know, you can you can look at a screenshot and go, it looks like it, but then it's definitely, you know, it, it probably won't be that sort yeah. of thing. I mean, my, my assumption is just that these two games were developed in parallel and yeah, one, like I assume Legends came out, they started developing the ideas and the engine and stuff. Then development for Gen 9 started a little bit later. And then this releases and they've got a little bit of time to sort of build upon some things throughout the rest of this year. But, you know, it, it won't be too drastic. They won't be able to take on too much. It's been in development for probably like three years at this point. I think yeah. um, I think uh, their main thing was looking at how PLA was received for a bunch of features to see how that they would be received. And then they were going to sort of chuck them into Gen 9. And if not, they had a backup plan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we, we play it. We're like, oh, this game sucks. Oh, my God. Just, uh, it's, a, it's it's pixels again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because I think, like, they still they still need to earn back a little bit of that um, Pokemon faith because, obviously, there's been a lot of people that haven't had a lot of it for a long time. And understandably so. Listen, like, I, I do talk about Sword and Shield positively, and I know that a lot of people don't do that these days or ever really did. But um, there are positive things about Sword and Shield, and I think that there's a lot of good steps in the right direction. But I also think there's a lot of steps that they fucking really uh, floundered on and they really needed to work on. So let's just hope that Gen 9 sort of fixes and they take lessons from Arceus that sort of went well and they make a good game. Yeah, it is sort of hard to be critical of the Pokemon games because there's such a visceral reaction to being critical of it these days where yeah. um, they'll... On uh, Twitter, someone posted Ben just uh, having comparisons between the new character art for the brand new games coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And someone just said, oh, I really actually miss the Sword and Shield uh, character, <laughs> yeah. ca- character art. And you know what? No one complained about the character art and everyone jumped on this person being like, oh, where were you four years ago? It's like, well, the game the game had a nice art style. No one's comp- complained about it. No. Like the characters? No. It was just maybe some things weren't done well in the graphics department. Doesn't mean the art style was bad. No. You know? And, and I don't know. It's just uh, one of those things. Like, I, I absolutely love um, Sword and Shield, to be honest. And I, I can recognize definitely where it falls apart. You know, and, and, and where uh, it sticks together, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it's in the technical aspect. And yeah. Yeah, it's just where it is. But you can still love these games, even if they... Don't do things 100% great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, as Pokemon fans, maybe we just have to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I don't think there's anything that's ever just going to cancel Pokemon. <laughs> like in this no, no, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, these games, we both really like them. Yeah. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. Definitely buy them. Uh, if you are if you haven't played Pokemon before and you've listened to this whole episode, probably go and get it, eh? Yeah, look, and, and if you're a Pokemon fan that's been looking for a new experience that's sort of sitting outside the usual JRPG method, then this is definitely the game to pick up. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to be like, which one do I pick? PLA or Snap 2? It's like, well, probably PLA. And it's like, not, not even because like Snap 2 isn't bad or anything like that, but because it's a completely new experience. And it's like an experience that 
we all dreamt of as kids. And I think like, you know, that that's certainly uh, good. Buying that is certainly a good way to gauge that reaction towards the Pokemon company that that's what we want because we're obviously not going to transform the main series of games into Snap. <laughs> no. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that can carry over from Arceus that can change the series forever. So yeah, please. Yeah, I, I recommend giving it a go. 100%. 8.5 for me. Um, I think uh, we both share very similar opinions. And yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to our review discussion of Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arceus, Arbios. <laughs> However you want to pronounce it. Arby's. Arby's. Going to Arby's for a roast beef roll. Mm. Mm. Don't have an Arby's here, do we? No. 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 How, how are you going there then? Don't live in the States. Uh, well, we do have Pokemon based on time and space and dimensions. Ah, uh, of course, of course. Yeah. Did, you did we caught catch, God, Drew. You did catch Perkia. Yeah. I'm sure you'll manage we to caught, get to the States. That's right, yeah. So, I fucking yeah. caught a shiny Abra. Mm. Yeah. Just teleport me. Yeah. So going forward, I reckon for these review discussions, we'll involve a lot more of your questions and uh, thoughts on particular game. The mm-hmm. next game I want to cover is actually the game that comes out next as far as the Switch releases goes, which is Triangle Strategy. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> so I've actually organized with uh, Sean Capri. Good. Talk about that one. That would be, that'd be good to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who knows? It might be fantastic. It might be awful. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't even played the demo yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it, boy. Get on it. Comes out tomorrow at the time of recording. So. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. 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 Encore at the House of Mario, the after-party Nintendo podcast is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew. If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, A Drew Story and Kraken Furfies, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to help spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.